Have you ever wondered where the first motorcycle came from? Who built it? Who invented it? When did it come about? Well, in this episode, we'll talk about that very thing. So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. I love riding in the Ozarks. I really love riding down into Arkansas. You know, Missouri and Arkansas rides, they can't be beat. No matter where you ride, do yourself a favor and go buy Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. Plus, the Red Level Technicians can help keep you riding. Seriously, go check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. Let me ask you something. Are you a defensive driver? Well, we all are when we're driving something on four wheels. It's just natural. But how about when you're on two wheels? See a lot of signs along the road asking motorists to watch for motorcycles. Look twice, save a life. But if you're ever injured by a negligent driver, call Dr. Brad Bradshaw, 417-333-3333. Dr. Bradshaw is devoted to helping injury victims obtain the quality medical care that they need and the full financial compensation that they're entitled to. So do me a favor, after the show, check them out online at bradbradshaw.com. Save this number. It's easy to remember. 417-333-3333. Dr. Brad Bradshaw, physician, surgeon, and lawyer. And he's a writer, too. Did you know that, Randy? I did know that. Like you're a fountain of information. Oh, my gosh. It's spewing out of me everywhere. Yeah. So, first motorcycle. Ah. Just right out of the bat, I want to say, I would like to own that one, please. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Here's my take on it. Who the hell really knows? Truth be told. You know what? That is uh, actually, that is just it right there. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of opinions and there are some facts. Yeah. But they, people argue over the little things. Oh, most definitely. They argue over the little things. Is it the first mass produced bike? First internal combustion engine? first two-wheeled object with an engine of some sorts on it, you know, where do you start with the first motorcycle? You know, everybody knows about, well, most of the people know about 1885, the Daimler-Maybach motorcycle. That's what it was, first internally combusted motor, but it had an extra couple sets of wheels on it. Kind of like training wheels. Very much like training wheels. So a lot of people are saying, well, that doesn't count because they're considering that a four-wheeled vehicle. Right. Well, I've seen a lot of motorcycles with training wheels. Uh, me too. I don't much care for them. <laughs> so with that idea. God bless them. They're still out riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy for them. 
happy for them. I'm impressed if they're 90 years old and they're out there riding. That's if, true. They, if they need training wheels to keep going at 90 years old, so you bet. Good. If they're 30 years old, I laugh. <laughs> yeah. We always reference the khakis and the polo shirt wearer. Maybe that's that guy. Yeah. Who knows? Now, nah, hell, I don't know what their idea is. It's just not for me. So whatever. So one of the first bikes out there was in 1867 guy named roper invented yeah. this two-cylinder steam driven motorcycle <laughs> i'd like to have a steam engine between your legs you didn't commute very far i mean <laughs> talking about roasting your nuts right right it's like this huge it's like a bicycle with this huge steam plant underneath the backbone well here's one for you you know what year did you say that was 1867 all right 1860s there's a blacksmith in uh, England, I believe. I think his, his name was Pierre, I don't know, Mitchix or something like that. He come out with a uh, steam-powered bike. It was much like what you would have seen with the big wheels and then the tiny wheel in the back. Um, that's what his was. You sat on top of the engine. It was steam-powered. So is that the first one? A lot of the first bikes were absolutely uh, bicycles with some kind of a mechanical right, right. driven you know, whether it was steam or uh, squirrels in a cage. <laughs> and a bunch of hamsters running around. Exactly. Right. So that's how they all started, honestly. Is the bicycle had been around, and then all of a sudden one guy says, shoot, this pedaling's for the birds. Let's see what we can do. So it's just kind of the, there's a gray area on what was the first one and who actually came up with the first idea. Now, granted, in true fashion, as soon as that idea gets put out there, well, hell, now everybody's an expert on it. And who could patent it first? And who could get there, you know, get to the finish line first as far as that goes? So, um, what about that guy that Butler's uh, Velocicycle, Velocycle? Kind of looked like a, a three wheeled yeah, wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. You sat, let's see if I remember that one right. You sat up front, two wheels in the front, one wheel in the back, something like that. And, uh, and what you would have to do is there was no brakes. And what you would do is literally, I think it was, you pushed on a board or a lever of some sorts and it put these two little outrigger wheels onto the ground and lifted the drive wheel off the ground. You kind of coasted to a stop. Yeah. Yeah. Your first one to the scene of the crash type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I think it was 1888 or something like that or 1890, somewhere around in there. 1887. Yeah, so I mean, you're so the first about- bikes were actually steam-powered bikes in the 1860s. The first actual internal combustion engine motorcycle was that Daimler guy, the Reet Wagon. That's the name of the the Reet Wagon. Reed Wagon. Was the name of the bike, and it should have been Daimler Maybach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's two guys um, that came up with the idea or the design or whatever. So that is what's considered the first internal combustion engine on a bike. From what I understand. Yeah, I was actually sitting here looking at a picture of it. It's, <laughs> it's very You know, the people that rode these bikes back in those days had a set of nuts on them. Yeah, because that's all they were. They were like four foot eight, 110 pounds, and just all nuts. Yeah, exactly. So we've kind of established the first bikes out there, but now we're going to dwell into the first production companies. You know, mm. companies that were building bikes for profit yes more than just one as a prototype one off you know see if we can do it 
see a lot of those guys that seem like they'd build one, prototype it, work on it, never perfect it. And then they jumped and when cars started coming out, well, that's all they did. They, they just went to cars. But there was actually a few people that was like, no, this motorcycle thing, it's kind of dope. Let's see where it goes. So the first company on record anyway, that was a production company building motorcycles, plural, uh, was in 1894. Hildebrand and Wolf Mueller. Mueller. Wolf yeah. Mueller, I guess is the way you'd pronounce it. Yeah. They what became is- the first series production motorcycle. And their motorcycle is kind of interesting looking. It's, it reminds me a lot of a Honda Trail 90, little step-through bikes. Right. Yeah, they were kind of neat. I mean, it's it's probably the f- closest thing you could get to actually being what motorcycles are today from the first generation or the first bikes built. Um, I mean, it, it looks more the part, I guess. Here's what I think is crazy, and this is what is amazing about the human race. You're talking about 1863, right? Right. To 1894. You go from in a realistically a 20 to 30 year time gap. Look at the amount of engineering and look at the way it is all came about. You're talking about steam powered, wooden framed, wooden wheeled to 20 to 30 years later. That's a short term to having metal framed, rubber tired, um, steam powered or internally combusted engines. Like think about how far it came in that short amount of time. Oh, exactly. I mean, a lot of the, these first bikes were wooden bikes, wooden wheels, wooden frame. Right. With tiny singles or twins. It was very rudimentary, like hard, you know, so basic. It's stupid. And then you go from early 1890s, say 1894, 1895. You got Indian come out in 1901, Harley come out in 1903. So less than 10 years later, you've got two huge heavy hitters in the motorcycle world. Who would you think was the first company to actually mass produce? Now, we talked about the Hildebrand uh, being the first production series motorcycles, but the company to say, we're going to put it balls to the walls. We are mass producing. Man, from what I know, or for what I think, it'd be like Excelsior or something, or maybe Royal. Well, that would be in America, I think. Well, no, Excelsior's a, a British bike. Says, uh, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't have all this down to memory. I'm reading here. Says by the <laughs> Sucker. Sucker. Well, just truth. Just tell the truth. Um, 1898, Triumph Motorcycles in England. Really? Was the first mass production motorcycle company. See, I would have never By 1903, that. they were producing over 500 bikes a year. Holy crap. I would have never guessed that. I would have figured Excelsior or Royal Enfield would have Royal been. Enfield came along there shortly thereafter. Norton, one of my favorite motorcycle companies, Birmingham Small Arms. We know them as BSA. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, they made guns. Yep, I didn't Which I think that. is extra cool. You got to have a gun with your bike. Yeah, I mean, they should come hand in hand, right? Yeah. You talk about Outlaw Motorcycle Company there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Indian motorcycles, which a lot of people don't know, they just assume Harley was the first in America. Yeah. They were not. Yeah, I don't Indian like came out in 1901. I don't like to tell people that, that I know. It was uh, Indian 1901, Harley 1903, which it's 1903 like also came out with Miller Lite. That's right. What did Harley, you say that again? 1903 is the first year for Miller Lite um, beer. Yep. I don't even want to know how you kind of put those two together, but that's cool. 
That's just is what it is. It is what it is. Miller Lite's my drink of choice. 1903 is uh, the first year they came out and also the first year for Harley Davidson's. How much better could you have possibly gotten in that year? Indian Motorcycles was the largest motorcycle manufacturer in the world by the end of World War One. Yeah, holy cow. They were producing 20,000 bikes a year. I guess they should have probably produced quality motorcycles. Maybe they'd still be around. Eh? I understand they are still around. <laughs> Off and on. That's true. Off yeah. and on. Off and no, on. I mean, you can't take it away from them, dude. No, they, Indian is a good bike. They've yeah. had some pretty shitty management over the years. It's, it's not now, though. Like that. No, man, I mean, it was, it was, everything then was cutthroat, though. Think about that. From turn of the century, early 1900s till, you know, 1950s and 1960s. I mean, it was the freaking Wild West here, yo. Like, I mean, everything was cutthroat as far as the industrial side of business and, you know, bringing up America and things like that. I mean, it was, it was, if you had it, I wanted it. I'm going to do whatever it takes. To I would think one of the biggest boons for the motorcycle industry was World War One. Yeah, most, most likely. And then again in World War Two. Yeah, it really put a stronghold and, and kind of put a, you know, when the economy sucked at that time, you're in the motorcycling industry, Harley, Indian, things like that. It actually wasn't that terribly bad. I mean, yeah, granted, no, let me back up. I'm not trying to tell you that World War One or World War Two, eh, it really wasn't that bad. Grand scheme of things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, it really helped solidify them and keep them going as far as, you know, capitalizing the market. Well, because so, the war effort needed the motorcycles. Right. They were great for like messenger units and yeah, things even, like that. I mean, I I know even they had sidecars with gunners on the side of them running between infantry and things like that. You so, bet. I mean, it was what the war effort needed for sure. And all that did was line their pockets and keep them afloat and keep them going to where they can start producing things. You know, that's after. actually where Harley Davidson really boomed. Yeah. I mean, they took over. 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where Indian, I believe, kind of started to tail off was through the 50s, I believe, in in Uh my opinion. So it seems to me like they couldn't make it out of the war and hardly use the war to make it. So a lot of these guys are coming home from the war, World War I, World War II, and what they are seeking is a little bit more excitement. Yeah. Their their, their adrenaline, their, their way of life, if you will, has been brought to a stage that they couldn't just come home and yeah, they weren't planting flower beds. That's for damn sure. No. So they, they got into motorcycle racing mm-hmm. uh, early on. There was board track racing, extraordinarily mm-hmm. dangerous to the point where they outlawed it. <laughs> uh, too many people getting killed. Impaled. Impaled. Was, which also happens to be the reason why people wear leathers or, you know, facet leathers and motorcycles together. Everything was always advancing in the industry. Mm-hmm. And at a high rate of speed, man, mm-hmm. it was a whirlwind around the motorcycles come early 1900s all the way up to, say, the 40s and 50s. And towards the 60s, it changed. But, you know, it was it And was after World War One, there were a lot of motorcycle clubs, not the way we know them today. These yeah. were more of a racing clubs, things like that. It was after World War Two, what we know of today as a motorcycle club or an outlaw club or something like that was established. Right, right. World War Two, and then you got the Vietnam War, um, mm-hmm. Korean War, things like that. You know, well, they were. 
I mean, we kind of went through a time period where we were at conflict. It seemed like with somebody, you know, every decade and these guys, I think what it was, obviously I'm not old enough to have lived it. I've got some buddies. It is just one of those things where it was like, frick enough is enough. You know, let's get out and have, let's just have a good time somewhere doing something. And hence the birth of motorcycle clubs in the early, you know, early on, it was just about camaraderie and being with your dudes and going, having a great time. Right. Not wanting to conform. Yeah. Because they were in such a mindset that for the last year, two, three years of their lives, mm-hmm. they didn't have to conform. They had a different level. Right. So imagine it's 1865 and you're coming out with the very first motorcycle. Less than a hundred years later, these things are machines. And I mean, by the idea of machines, like they're freaking like spaceships compared to what that first one was. You're sitting on a back of a saddle with a steam powered engine, cooking your roasters, clicking down the road at three to four miles an hour. Hot nuts. Get your hot nuts. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. Those about- guys had nerves of steel. Yeah. You think nothing about going and getting on your bike now, but these guys, the very idea of going 30 miles an hour on two wheels Holy crap. was insane. That guy's a daredevil. Yeah. Well, that guy's not only a daredevil, he, he needs to have some mental help because that's crazy. Yeah. 30 miles an hour. Yeah. Also on a machine that could inevitably erupt at any time. Explode on you. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go. I'm your huckleberry. Yo. So it's just completely amazing. You talk about the first motorcycle and I do not, whoever you give credit to, Roper, Maybach, Pierre, whoever it Daimler, would have been. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. love them. Could you have imagined if you were young enough to have seen the motorcycle progress from one to the first, you know, mass produced one to the hundred thousandth one being made? you know, all the way up to where it is today, or even at the end of a lifetime, you know, say you were, say you were 10 in 1860s or 1870s or 1880s, you know, something like that. And then seeing it as an old man, what they were coming back through thirties, forties, something like that. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, imagine that, you know, and even you talk about after the war, yeah, we're in America here, but you know, clubs were all racers. You got the birth of the cafe racers after the war in England and, and things like that. And then you got the birth of the scooter in India, <laughs> you know, like all over the world. It's, it was the birth of motorcycling. I think the world revolves around motorcycles, but that's just my focused, mean. narrow view of it. Right, right. So back in those days, back in the late 19th century, early 20th century, while you're building your bike and you're experimenting with this, unbeknownst to you, a guy across town or in the next town over, he's doing the same thing. But he's one up on you. Yeah. And, you know, of course, back then, they didn't have bike shows. Right. They didn't have TV. (laughs) They didn't have the radio. You know, this is what's coming on. And, you know, you were known as, oh, crazy Bob over there. He's tinkering around with something that's going to kill us all. Right, right. So set your mind back to that time period, okay? You're England countryside right now, and you're in your freaking straw-built shack, and you're trying to come up with a flammable substance to put into a motorcycle or put into this engine to make it combust and or using a steam powered. How many guys had their hair singed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. So think about that. And here's the suck part about that. Okay. So you've come up with this cutting edge technology. Okay. 
your wheels so far as you know yeah your wheels are a little less square than the next guy and you've got this seating position that no one's ever seen how does anybody know about it will you load that prick up in the back of your wagon and or you try to ride that thing bartering for coal or you know whatever to power this thing along the way so say you live way out in the countryside and say this is England, you're going to take this thing downtown, whatever city you're in, in England to show people, right? So say it takes you two or three weeks to get there. You've been working on this thing for months. This explains why the, the early bikes were steam powered. You didn't have a mobile gas station down the street <laughs> that you can right. pull into and fill up. Right. But everybody burned coal. You know, that's yeah, what you, you can did. burn wood in that. Yeah. You burn whatever you had and you could make this thing get to wherever. So you come be bopping into town and you're crazy Bob that's tinkering in your backyard and everybody's afraid of you because you're when their moms see you coming down the road, they pull their kids back into the house. Yeah. yeah. So you jump up on your freaking bar stool and you tell everybody and everybody about it that how it's taking you four weeks to get into town and you've been working on it for the past ten weeks. And they're like, Shit, Bob, you don't know nothing. Joe Blow over here did that two weeks ago. Yeah, where you been? Yeah, and you just absolutely implode. And then you just dejected, your head falls, and you yes, yes. tuck your tail and walk back and then try to do something different. <laughs> so you got to go talk to Joe Blow and be all pissed off and ask him where it came from and yeah, see what Yeah, but on your way out of is. town, you stop by Joe Blow's and whoop his ass. <laughs> you kick him in the dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll slow you up. Yeah. So think about that. And there too. was a lot of that. Oh my God. That's why I don't think you could ever going to know who actually had the first one is because it, it was a rip off from here to rip off from there. And this guy had more fame and popularity. So his got documented, you know, who was that dude? I mean, think about this. I fractionalize everything down. Who was that dude that the first idea came into his mind, two wheels, an engine and speed, you know, like what's the guy that says, I am sick and dog tired of pedaling. Yes, yes. This is kicking my ass. I like coasting down the hills, but I hate pedaling up. Yeah, we've got to harness energy going down to get back up. And a lot of it, too. Who's got the best access to good marketing? Yeah, yeah. It's like Alexander Graham Bell. He has credit for everything. Yeah. Little of it, he was the first to invent it. (laughs) He just ripped it. But he had a great marketing program. Yes. And it's the same thing with the first motorcycle. You will never really know for sure. I think it must have been an exciting time to live. Couldn't it have been? And here's what's something like I go from small to large scale real fast for some reason. Okay. So it's late 1800s. You know, I could be wrong on this, like telephones, wiretaps, all that bullshit. Yeah. It's all there. You know, it's there, but how you cross continental, right? So how do you get anything from what's happening in the Europe area to the U.S. area. Yeah, and keep in mind, there were no cross-country roads. Yeah. I mean. So how does this stuff spread so fast? To think, late 1860s, okay, to early 1900s when Indian and Harley are coming out and producing stuff. Did they come up with an idea or did they hear it from somebody and think, shoot, I could make that better? Yeah. You know but what I mean? the same principle, but if I tweak this or that. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're the new latest, greatest thing. Right, exactly. exactly. When they really didn't nope. invent you know, it. It wasn't like God just said, poof, here's an idea in about 30 different guys' minds. Build this. Henry and Ford back and did not invent like, the automobile. Correct. But 
he found a way to mass market it. Yeah, and mass produce it. You know, he invented the assembly line. That's right. And then stuck with that same damn design for, you know, forever, it seemed like. Wouldn't change because it works. So why why make it better? Oh, he was the first guy to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. It almost buried him. Yeah. Truth be told, you're right. So exciting time period in, in the world, you know, 1860s, 70s, 80s, 90s, motorcycling is at its birth. Guys are wagoneering these things across the countryside and Europe and how did it come to America? You know, how did it get here? Did someone come over from England with one of these weird little machines to. and showing it and saying, this is the future of the world? You know, how did it come to America? And then who in America was like, hold my beer. I can do this better. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> or, you know, crazy Bob. Oh, he's already done that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for but, sure. You know, you take away from all of the new stuff and mm-hmm. add to it. Hence, you're where we are today. Yeah. yeah, that's just progression at its finest. I don't know that there's too many things, and maybe this is just the old codger in me, but I don't know that there are too many things out there nowadays that are brand new. No, They're no. just yeah, what could it possibly improvements be? upon what has already been. So that'll probably do it. I mean, we've kind of covered the basis on first motorcycle, motorcycling in the early days, and some random thoughts that were thrown in there that had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But that's what we do best. So either you think we are the most brilliant people in the world or we're just dipshits reading off crazy. a piece of paper, you're both wrong. Exactly. We're somewhere <laughs> in between. We're just mediocre oatmeal sitting out here just in a bowl going, Bleh. Exactly. <laughs> so until next time and we get back here at Random Thoughts on the Road. Just remember, it's all about riding, so get out and enjoy